Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update Podcast for January 23rd, 2024. I'm your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the proud home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. Yesterday, OCC, Options Clearing Corporation, announced changes in its leadership. Craig Donahue, the executive chairman, has now assumed the role of chairman of the board of directors in what was described as a transition. Simultaneously, CEO Andre Bolkovich has become a member of the board. Furthermore, Roland Chai, an executive from NASDAQ, has also joined the board. Chai replaced Meyer Sandy Fruker, the former Philex chairman and CEO and NASDAQ vice chairman, who joined the OCC board in 1998 and was the board's longest-serving member. The AFM's 26th annual conference in Thailand, hosted by Thailand Futures Exchange on February 1st to 2nd, 2024, will feature panels covering various aspects of the financial industry, including sustainable growth in the Thai capital market, the regional futures industry, the impact of global market volatility, the growing carbon and environmental sector, the role of commodity exchanges, AI in capital markets, legacy technology costs, and clearing trends. Diverse industry experts will share insights on these topics, making it a comprehensive event for financial professionals. You can see the conference program with the link in today's newsletter. You can see the complete list of conference speakers with the link in today's newsletter. The World Federation of Exchanges, WFE, is hosting the WFE Clear Conference in Madrid from March 19th to 21st with SIX and BME, Bolsas y Mercados Españoles, as the hosts. The event will bring together policymakers, WFE member CCPs, derivative exchanges, academics, and industry stakeholders worldwide. The conference will explore crucial industry matters addressing the future of central clearing amidst regulatory reforms, market structure changes, and technological advancements. Topics of discussion include pro-cyclicality, margin preparedness, DLT, financial resource requirements, and third-party risk management. Distinguished speakers from organizations like IOSCO, ESMA, the U.S. CFTC, Bank of England, BIS's CMPI, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago will share their insights alongside leaders from member exchanges. As you all know, a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer and underwent radiation treatment and hormone treatment, the latter of which I am still trying to recover from. I'm trying to lose weight and regain strength lost from the hormone treatment. My results were good. Everything looks excellent, save for the weight and strength issues. However, I could not help but notice the news yesterday that Chicago Cub Hall of Fame member and Baseball Hall of Fame member Ryan Sandberg disclosed he has metastatic prostate cancer. 
This is a diagnosis of prostate cancer where it has spread to his lymph nodes or bones. This is not a good kind of diagnosis. Sandberg has already started treatment. Additionally, Dexter King, the youngest of Martin Luther King's four children, died from prostate cancer at the age of 62. I am 62. Ryan Sandberg is 64. I'm feeling very lucky to have caught it early and be able to manage it with radiation and hormone treatment. I encourage men to regularly have their PSA levels tested. As we have seen with the recent news about King Charles' prostate problems can strike anywhere. The Wall Street Journal reports that Apple has introduced a new feature called Stolen Device Protection in the iOS 17.3 update, aimed at enhancing iPhone security in the case of theft. This feature restricts the power of the passcode when the iPhone is not in familiar locations, providing an added layer of protection. With the increasing incidence of iPhone thefts, this update addresses the vulnerabilities that thieves exploit, such as changing passwords and assessing bank accounts. Stolen device protection has the potential to make life harder for criminals, but users need to enable it in their settings to benefit from this security measure. I don't know about you, but this cold weather makes my hands chapped, so finding the right gloves to wear is very important. The Wall Street Journal has a story titled, The Best Winter Gloves to Keep You Warm, with the sub-headline, These are the gloves that style pros recommend for fashion and function. Ted Sturiel announced on LinkedIn that he has started a new role as Director of Technology Solutions at DV Trading LLC. I second this. The World Federation of Exchanges, WFE, is hosting WFE Clear 2024 and the WFE's Clearing and Derivatives Conference 2024 from March 19th to 21st in Madrid, Spain at the Bolsa de Madrid BME. And I want to go, says Sally Duros. Our most read stories from the previous edition of JLN Options were... Shift in key options bet suggests S&P 500 can rally even further from Bloomberg. It's less than a year until inauguration. Here are the stock market lessons from 134 elections in 17 countries for MarketWatch. NASDAQ and CBOE seek SEC approval for Bitcoin ETF options trading from investing.com. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with a link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. The first story is from the Business Times. The headline, Tax Raid on UK's Richest Unlikely to Trigger Exodus LSE Survey. A tax raid on Britain's super-rich is unlikely to trigger an exodus, a survey has found, suggesting that the next government has more scope to boost revenue. Research by the London School of Economics, LSE, showed that the UK's deep-rooted wealthiest are reluctant to move over tax, calling havens, quote, boring and culinary barren. None of the 35 people surveyed in the top 1% for either income or wealth said that they are currently planning 
to leave the UK for tax reasons or are actively considering tax migration in the future, the LSE said. My comment. This has been my belief for a long time. People establish roots in communities that an increase in taxes is unlikely to make them leave. Here's a press release from FIA from Walt Lucan. Viewpoint, will 2024 be another record year of trading activity? This year we'll see an unprecedented number of national and regional elections that will spur volatility in markets. Last year, the number of futures and options traded on exchanges worldwide hit a record level of 137 billion contracts. It's worth taking a moment to appreciate just how much the industry has grown in the last few years. Last year's trading volume was 64% higher than the year before, and more than double the total number of contracts traded in 2021. Yes, it's clear that much of the growth has been seen in smaller size contracts, attracting individual or so-called pro-tail investors, especially the activity coming out of India's booming equity options market. But there have also been significant increases in the trading of interest rate and commodity products that cater to institutional investors and industrial enterprises that need efficient tools for managing the risks triggered by economic uncertainty and market turbulence. My comment. One has to appreciate the honest Hoosier optimism of Walt Lucan that 2024 will be another banner year of trading activity. Personally, I prefer Boilermaker engineering realism, but we come to the same place. Expectations for bigger and better things for 2024. Here's a story from Good Morning America. Pastor created worthless cryptocurrency targeting Christians to support lavish lifestyle authorities. A pastor and his wife have both been charged with fraud for allegedly creating a cryptocurrency, pitching it to Christian communities and using the proceeds to fund their, quote, lavish lifestyle, authorities say. Eli Regalado, a pastor in Denver, Colorado, and his wife, Caitlin Regalado, quote, created, marketed, and sold a cryptocurrency known as INDX coin to members of the Christian community, unquote, according to a statement from the Colorado Division of Securities. Quote, the INDX coin was also offered through the Kingdom Wealth Exchange, KWE, an online cryptocurrency exchange that they created, controlled, and operated, unquote. My comment, this is what is called a bad faith currency. Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline, Deep Fake Audio of Biden Alarms Experts in Lead-Up to U.S. Elections. While many have warned of deep fake videos and images in the lead-up to this year's elections, experts say fake audio worries them the most. No political deep fake has alarmed the world's disinformation experts more than the doctored audio message of U.S. President Joe Biden that began circulating over the weekend. My comment, don't fall for it. Be smart. Check your facts. Here are the top three stories from Monday's JLN. Our most read story Monday was Meet the Lawyer Still Fighting for the People of Flint from Law Dragon. Second was 
Meet the Investors Trying Quantitative Trading at Home from the Wall Street Journal. Third was the Wall Street Journal's This Private College Has Been on Its Deathbed for 15 Years about Birmingham Southern College, of which Daniel Coleman is president. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. The first story is from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, Billionaire Howard Lutnick is taking on exchange giant CME. Cantor Fitzgerald, CEO, previously helped transform the bond market. Howard Lutnick became a billionaire by shaking up the clubby world of Wall Street bond trading. Now the chairman and chief executive of Cantor Fitzgerald is taking on one of the biggest powerhouses in finance. Regulators said Monday that they signed off on Lutnick's plan to introduce a new market for interest rate futures, which is dominated by exchange giant CME Group. The venture, FMX Futures Exchange, will launch in mid-2024, said Lutnick. FMX is a unit of Cantor's brokerage affiliate BGC Group BGC. And then here's a press release from BGC Group, Inc., BGC Group announces CFTC approval for FMX Futures Exchange. BGC Group Inc. today announced that its FMX Futures Exchange received Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, approval to operate an exchange for U.S. Treasury and SOFR Futures, the most widely traded futures contract in the world for trading on FMX1. Howard W. Lutnick, chairman and CEO of BGC Group, a leading global brokerage and financial technology company, said, quote, With this CFTC approval, we will combine our leading Ventix UST cash treasury platform with our FMX futures exchange to deliver competition across the CME's U.S. interest rate complex. For the first time, the most valuable futures market in the world will have real competition, unquote. And then here's a press release from the OCC, the headline. OCC announces updates to board of directors. Executive Chairman Craig Donahue transitions to chairman. OCC CEO Andre Polkovic and NASDAQ executive Roland Chai join board. OCC, the world's largest equity derivatives clearing organization, today announced the following updates to its board of directors. Craig Donahue, OCC Executive Chairman since 2014, has transitioned to Chairman, while OCC Chief Executive Officer Andre Polkovich has joined the board. In Donahue's continuing role as Chairman of the board, he will remain integrally involved with oversight and governance at OCC. OCC's Board of Directors has appointed Roland Chai, NASDAQ's President of European Market Services. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please consider spreading the word about our podcast among your friends. Moreover, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform upon which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to the daily John Lothian newsletter email, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. 
Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated with respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.